Fenske, it is Monday, and uh, we got a show. Yeah, we do. What probably, are we, gonna, we probably should get something planned out here, huh? Go and see if you can find a guest. Okay, we'll do that. We'll do that. Okay, I'll, I'm going to send you I, out I, here in a minute. You know, we should we should talk track, and we should. There's talk. a lot of good track stuff going on. Got some conference stuff going on. You mean there's something going on in the NEIC? <laughs> yeah, I, I keep hearing about it. Oh, okay. Well, I write I about it. I hope something's really going on, and I'm not just making it up. Now, careful, the people. Never mind. We're no, not we're not going. <laughs> yes. Don't go there, Rude. Don't go there. <laughs> yes. Don't do that. <laughs> So uh, let me go wrestle up a guest. Wrestle up a guest. That was Russell, a good. Russell. Oh, Russell. 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 Okay. You know, lasso. You know, road. I up. would love to see you on the back of a horse with a lasso trying to. Yeah. Yeah. That'll work out well. I, I just. Uh, how many thumbs up would we get for that one? We would get one and a half for that baby. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Bob, go find a guest. We'll come back here in just a second. I got to get myself. I got to get this image of you on the back of a horse with a lasso out of my head. <laughs> I'll be right back. We'll be right back after this. Jason. Yeah, that's me. Good news. What? We have a guest. Oh, thank God, Bob. <laughs> thank God, because you know this thing goes to heck in a handbasket <laughs> yes. if it's just the two of us. Yes, yes. And the and question so, is, did you get us a guest for all three segments? Well, we're going to find out. Oh. So, okay. So, okay, all right. So uh, we'd like to welcome to the studio. Uh, <laughs> is this the guest? <laughs> this is the guest. Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? <laughs> it's Scott Jenkins. Oh, that's a good guest. Yes. I, well, wait a minute now. You know, he's from Marcon originally. So? I know, but you're from Decor. Yeah, I know. We've put that aside. We both like Mabe's Pizza. We both like track and field. We both like football, baseball, all that stuff. We can find common ground, Bob. Okay, well, that's that's good. I just don't want any blows between you two. Welcome, I, Scott. We, we, nice we nice both, try starting to fight there. Yes. Yeah. We both live in New Hampton now, Bob. I am I am a little bit of an instigator. You know it, what? It, it you know what? That. Mankato State didn't win the, 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 the tournament. Oh, First of all, it's Minnesota oh. State, Mankato. <laughs> Whatever they are. 15 minutes away. But we'll talk about that some other time. <laughs> yeah, there. You want to cut deep? That one probably hurt. <laughs> so I, I asked Scott to come on, um, mostly because I had nothing to talk about. So. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> come on. Shocker. <laughs> so, Shocker. Bob Fenske has nothing to talk about. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Because it is track season, even I though know. for most of the track season so far, it has not exactly felt like track. Well, season. it's been indoor track season feeling for the, yes. the, the you know unfortunately. But the boys did have correct. You did have an outdoor we meet an outdoor last meet. week. Yes, we did, and yes. it was very warm and balmy and and wonderful. I think you're talking about Com- tonight compared to the South Pole at this time of year. Maybe yeah, <laughs> yes. probably yes. Yes. I don't know. The South Pole's coming out of their summer. It might be That's okay true. down there right now. <laughs> <laughs> So um, this is a big week for track and field. Uh, tonight um, is the Decoya uh, yep. Invitational. Yep. Um, is that still an 18 meet? It is. Yep. Excellent. I think the the teams that they pull in though have kind of shifted a little bit. So oh really? It's, it's us, Decora, Wacon, and West Delaware. Oh and, wow! And then Upper Iowa teams. Uh, okay. Elkader, Lansing, uh, MFL, and. Somebody else. I can't think. I can't remember who. So that's okay. Yeah, but it's still eight teams. Yep. So what are you still? What are you doing here in the studio with us? <laughs> I've okay. already got all my work done for today. I'm, I'm, I'm relaxing now. I, do you want to let them in on the secret, Bob? Yeah. So actually, folks, we are taping this segment. Yes. Um, because As, other, this this show is 
as you're listening now, it is six o'clock on Monday, which I don't think, unless we had the wind. Right yeah, you'd be about the four by two right now, probably. <laughs> yeah, in that area. Yeah. So, so anyway, um, there's a couple things I wanted to talk about. Sure. Jack. Uh, also, the uh, now unless the forecast really changes, yeah. Um, this probably isn't going to happen, but there was a home meet on Thursday. Yeah. Yes. Um, the New Hampton to. Co-Ed Invitational. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the good news is it's um, going to be cold. And Bob, I got a great I got a great <laughs> seat, so I don't care. I will be warm even while you freeze taking pictures. It's going to be windy. Yep. I will be in the press box. So, uh, so one of the questions I had for you, it has been kind of a little um, tough to get really into the season because let's see the Waverly meet which would have been the outdoor opener a couple weeks ago was called uh, the Dave Sage relays didn't happen both both it was was Waverly's call it their early bird meet oh yeah the first one and then Sage was supposed to be just this past week and that got cancelled also so now that's, how, that's when you knew that you were like into tracks outdoor track season when yeah. you went to Dave Sage right, yeah. right. see walk on decor always went to that one too yep. Yep. so the, the the tough part at least for him the, he's had a meet the girls um, are running at St. Anne's Girl tonight basically to get a meet in they still have not had an outdoor meet correct? I think that's right you sure. know so um, but but we were talking we were talking a little bit we talk a lot of track. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, he's the track coach so, so here in New Hampton. The boys track coach, yeah. I should say. So let's talk a little bit about what you've seen so far. It's a different kind of team, right? you got it a is. lot of new guys. It is, yes. So numbers-wise, it's right about the same as last year. I think we may have had 30 kids out, 30 boys out last year. Yeah. This year we've got 29 uh, all in. So numbers are about the same, but it's... And it's it's a it's a little bit it's a small senior class both I mean overall within school and then on the track team too right. we've got mm-hmm. four of them, um, but one of them is back from last year after being out all last year Dylan Usher okay and yep. I think everybody knows you know how much of a plus that yeah. is for that, that us. helps he's, he's pretty good he's, he's pretty yeah. good <laughs> yes yep so uh, some kids that especially the junior class kids that didn't come out last year decided to come out this year so that's awesome that's and it's it's some kids that are good athletes, but maybe haven't had a chance to show it yet on in other sports, football, basketball, right. baseball, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they're out and they're, there's some talent in that class for Outstanding. sure. Sophomores, uh, that's a class I know pretty well. They've always had the talent. Um, not all of them are out. It's kind of, there's a, there's a lot of pull between us and trap shooting and golf that uh, there's a lot of kids in that grade that are out for a lot of stuff. So, right. sure. you know, we get the ones that we can get. And uh, and we're happy with those guys. And then the freshman class brought a good group. I think there's nine or ten. In that okay, group that's well. awesome. Excellent. That yeah, was good. Right. Yeah. Yep. So so when you go to a meet like the like the one that you're running right as we we are speaking, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a it's a JV varsity meet. It is. So how do you do that? I mean, do you do you put everybody in varsity that you can, or do you make decisions that maybe this should should be a JV? Race. Well, yeah, you're talking about for like, so they'd be in a competitive heat. Right, right. Sure. So that's a really good question because the decor meet that they just had last Monday was, it it was their early bird as well. And there were six teams there, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And there was a good variance of, I mean, Mason City's there. And they, for that meet, they were pretty loaded. Right, sure. They've got some good athletes. 
Decora is Decora. Wacon isn't as strong as they have been in pa- mm-hmm. in the past, but they've got some some stud athletes back. They've got some kids back that placed at state last year. So, and they've just got numbers as well. Sure. So, uh, Southwind and Clear Lake. Well, Clear Lake was there too. Yeah. Clear Lake. I don't know if Clear Lake didn't have their whole team or if they just they just didn't run all their guys all the way through. But mm-hmm. um, you could tell they had some athletes as well. And mm-hmm. Southwind, they'll be there at the end of the year. They they always do. They always spin up and, and get really good at the end of the year. So so, so last so week's that, meet was was open. You could yeah, run as many because usually in track you can you can enter two, and two individuals, individuals and then one relay team. But this one was different because I saw we we had like eight one hundred runners. Yeah. <laughs> so it was called an it's what's called an unlimited meet. You sure. probably remember that, Jason, as yep. a coach. Yep. So. Uh, so yeah, you can enter kids and there's no JV varsity. It's just, you line them up. If they have times by that time of the year, you put in their times right. and they're just seated. And they had, I think there were eight heats of the hundred sure. with wow. pretty much almost all the lanes filled. So that's 50 some kids running. Right. Yeah, so. <laughs> but you know, that's, I don't mind something like that, especially this time of year. Yep. Um, you know, if you're going to run eight heats of the hundred better than eight heats of the mile. Right. You know, exactly. I mean, and not that I, I have anything against milers. It's a great race to watch, but yep. It takes a little, little while to do. <laughs> and Adam Riley over there at the court does a great job as the AD running that meet. I mean, he, those guys, it's just like clockwork. They can do it in their sleep. They just know exactly how to mm-hmm. run things. They know when to combine. Like for the two mile, there weren't that many, 3,200 meter uh, run. There weren't that many kids. There were probably eight kids in that, main, or in that race. But in the mile, the 1,600, they had uh, 18, 19 kids. Okay, yeah. They just put them all together. You know, sure, and right. they get that done that way. Yeah. With the heats, for the, for the sprints and stuff, it is better because of the, the question you asked about putting kids together that are about the same speed or the same skill level. Mm-hmm. Right. That helps a lot. So this meet is a little bit different than that. The varsity kids, it's the two individuals right. in one relay. But the JV is wide open again. So we can pull people down. We've, we've got some injuries and some people that are out for FFA stuff tomorrow. So right. It's today. the FFA today. state convention. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So they aren't able to run today. But um, the ones that are, we'll just put them in certain events that, that match up their skill level. Okay. So. Well, and that's the thing is you got to, you know, it's, it's hard. Obviously, you're competing against other people. And, you know, the, the, the tape, so to speak, uh, who crosses the tape first doesn't lie. And uh, the one thing I remember even going back to the days when I was coaching, and Coach Ferricks would say this, he goes, the clock doesn't lie. Right. And Everybody. so when you can put a kid in a position to be competitive, you know, have a chance to either break the tape or be in contention that way, or when you can put a kid in, and give him a chance to, to be time-wise close, right. um, that's going to be better for him in the long run. So I, I applaud you for doing that. Yeah. So how does Thursday's meet work? Do you have any JV races? You're in talking that? about the home meet now. The home meet, yeah, the, the co-ed meet. meet. So we'll have a couple. Okay. Um, I think we'll have a sprint medley. Okay. That we'll have a JV side to it, and then, well, it's not a JV race, but the four by fat relay, which oh. you're familiar with. <laughs> well, uh, relay. That will be the four by one weight men's relay. Yeah. We that will be a race, and then I think the four by one will have a JV race too. Well, once again, I, I have to ask this question: Why does that not? Why does that race not count in the team points? I mean, I think that... I don't think you and your son Noah have, have complained loudly enough to the state yet. That's, that's <laughs> you know, probably he, why. I will tell you this. I agree. I would love to see that event scored. The problem is, how do you govern who runs it? Right. Because exactly. I've, I've seen high jumpers run that. Right. Well, they were in a field event. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. That's okay. kind of what it morphs into most of the time. Right. Exactly. If it's a field event, yeah, they can run. Yeah. Right. Well, I exactly. would like to point out that last week, New Hampton did win. 
the Floyd by yes. White, yes. And yes. The Waitman's Relay. Yes, and I, I, I will say this, that about 10 o'clock that night, I got a call from Colorado, <laughs> and Noah was very proud. <laughs> so, I mean, you, you have to understand, for some of these guys, this is a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> you well, know, that's the thing. Those, those guys want to run, too. I mean, they're not just out for track just to put or just right. to throw the discus. They... Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> well, and not not any farther than they have to, but right. they'll do yes. it for that much. Yeah. But I got to be honest, and, and I, I say this in sort of in jest, but what can we, what prize can we have for the winning Waitman's relay at our home meet? Subway sandwiches. I don't know. <laughs> that would be. I mean, huh? that yeah. might. There. I know. Maybe that's got to be a thing because they don't get a. Think they get I don't, a medal? Uh, sometimes some meets they some do, some do. Do. Okay. sometimes they don't. Okay. A lot of times we didn't. And I was on a lot of very good Waitman's relay teams back in the day. Yeah. And we didn't get medals very often. <laughs> well, I got to tell you this, too. So the, when you when you talk about some of them don't want to run any further than they have to, Jacob Burgart's one of our seniors. He's one of our th- shot putters and, and discus guys. And he's our, he's our lead shot putter. You know? right. Got a good shot at going to state this year if we can keep climbing up the ladder here with him. But we had a like a scrimmage meet with mm-hmm. Turkey Valley a couple of weeks ago. And we got to the point where somebody had gotten hurt um, earlier in the meet and they weren't going to be able to run. We just had a 55 meter hurdle race outside. And I said, need somebody in there. Who wants to do it? And Jacob's like, I will <laughs> put his hand up and he did it. Yeah. And then later in the meet, we had a four by four that had somebody else that couldn't run. May have been the same person even. And they're running around trying to, I think, I think what it was, was Dylan Usher and, PJ Anderson and somebody else, uh, maybe Ethan Praska, wanted to run a four by four right at the last second. Mm-hmm. We need one more person. Jacobs, I'll do it. Wow. And he jumped in there just like that. So that is a story. That is an example of the leadership yeah. and the just not caring about, you know, what it looks like or anything else like that. He's not afraid to do it. And that's what we want to teach these younger kids. Cause there's some, especially as freshmen and sophomores, that's kind of tough to do, you know, to step into that role or to even, Think about raising your hand to do that. So I want to I want to ask you b- before we go to a break or anything. I got to ask you about last week, Peyton Anderson. Will you will you tell that story a little bit because this is a great track story oh, in my mind. So this so. is a bad coaching story. It's not bad. So we're riding over to Decora and um, Cam McMorris, who's one of our our distance guys, um, wasn't going to be able to run that day. He was kind of fighting a cold and was right. sick and stuff and. And we decided not to run. So I'm trying to think of a way that uh, we can still. So when PJ heard that, PJ said, I'll run the 3200. But I already had PJ in the 4x8, which. That's like right back to back. You're right. It is exactly right. Oh. It, is the, it is the event after you run 10 or 11 minutes that the 4x8 comes up right after that. So he maybe was going to get about five minutes rest. And I said, I can't do that. I can't do that. I've got to find somebody else for your spot in the 4x8. If I can find somebody, you're in. I look and I look and nobody works out because of injuries or people being sick, whatever. So I, I, I texted Jordan Romas, who's our assistant coach, and I said, I can't do it. And he says, he doesn't care. He'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm going to look like a bad coach running this kid back to back. And But he kept saying he was adamant about doing it. So I said, all right. I said, if you're I said, save a little bit for the four by eight, because my biggest concern was just getting those kids in the four by eight a chance to run. It's kind of. You know, especially in an open meet like that, it's kind of a workout. It's a right. little bit of a workout. Right. Yes. But you're wanting them to get a little bit of experience just right off the bat. Absolutely. So PJ's going to suck it up and he's going to run it for us. So he goes out and 
and wins the 3200. <laughs> <laughs> and sets so he will will say he set a PR, but I don't think he'd been out for track in ninth grade or ninth grade was a COVID year for him, and he wasn't out last year. So set a PR, but it's a good PR. I mean, right, he was ranked in the top 24 in state at right. that time. So uh, he comes off and he walks around a little bit, and I'm standing up in the stands by his mom and dad. And uh, Grant says, "So when's he run again?" five or ten minutes like, Whoa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he goes out i think we ran him third in that race to give him just a couple minutes more of rest and he goes out and he runs like a 228 i think that's 220, not bad. 227 228 not, for being that tired not, right. and this right. early in the season right, right. Yeah, yeah that's a that's so a solid time we were incredibly happy so that's kind of another one of those bergie stories you know right, you right, yeah. there is an example of a kid who's just going to gut it out for the team mm-hmm. do whatever it takes and not be afraid to try at all. right that's outstanding yeah i want to keep him here he's good yeah yeah well, uh, yeah well, we gotta take a break <laughs> okay let's take a break okay. and then we'll be back with scott Chang. okay don't let him out okay I won't. <laughs> okay <laughs> back after this with more sports sports zone with rudy and bob and the amazing scott Jenkins. <laughs> back after this okay so one of the things that we just talked about yeah which uh the clock doesn't lie, and neither does the tape measure. That is true. You know, um, I think we get one of the things I love about track is you don't have to be the greatest athlete, mm-hmm. but you can always get better. Oh, absolutely. You know, you can throw farther. Yep. You can jump higher. You can jump longer. You can run faster. You can run faster. Not at my I age. ran slower. At my <laughs> age. So... Uh, a week or so ago, um, Scott and I were on the phone, and I kept looking up these old meets. Mm-hmm. And so I'd like to point something out that I that I found really fascinating. Okay. Um, and I'm going to probably butcher this, but it would have been 2015 Northeast Iowa Conference Junior High Meet. Okay. In 2019, the Northeast Iowa Conference went 1-2 at the state tournament. In the shot put, yeah, they and did. it really wasn't that close. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. um, some kid named Noah Fensky, I've uh, heard of him, who got unbelievably athletic genes from his father. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I just threw up a little there, but Scott. <laughs> so, uh, Scott, that, that was Scott. Oh, oh. I, um, took first, and and Brady Sullivan from Lock On took second. Mm-hmm. Four years before that. In O-Line, I think it was, they went to the conference meet, mm-hmm. and Noah Fensky finished fourth, and Brady Sullivan finished 14th in the out eighth of, grade. Out of? Out of? 14. Teen. Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. Yes. yes. So. Oh, yeah. Two, two per event. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, I guess my, my question to you is, can you use stuff like that? To tell young kids, hey, don't worry about what you did in seventh and eighth grade. Puberty changes a lot of things. Yeah. So, yes, I do use stories like that all the time. I pull from other people I knew in high school, other people I knew in college, people I've seen here since then, people I've seen across the state since then. And it's it's definitely a tool that can work. Mm Mm-hmm. But sometimes kids, especially when they're young or when they're not fast or strong enough yet, or, or you know, pick your adjective to describe them, they're not what they want to be yet. Right. It's hard with getting them to, to see that and believe that and work 
Yes. Because I mean, it's you, you just don't walk. <laughs> a buddy of mine says you don't get strong just by walking through the door into the weight room and going, you know, snapping your fingers and saying, "Boom, I'm strong now." Yeah. Right. You can't you just gotta, show up. You can't exactly. You, you, you got to put in the work. Right. It's not a magic door. You so. know, I, another one here, and this is a football to track story. Kid I, knew, I once knew, a little older than me, B squad, seventh grade wing back, didn't do a whole lot. Went on to become an all-state football player and placed third in the U.S. Olympic Olympic trials or U.S. nationals in the 400. Bachman. Burke Bachman. Yeah. yeah. Who coaches at Colorado. Yes. Now, which yep. is, yeah. Yep. So, you know, I just think that's a, a really solid point to make, though. And I've seen this. I've seen it in other sports. I'm not saying that. Yeah. Um, my first state champion I ever covered at the wrestling tournament was a guy named Dusty Rhodes from Osage. What, the American Dream? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> sorry. I'm well, sorry. I, I, I had, had, to, I had to. Too easy. <laughs> Dusty Rhodes was 6-31 and 31 as a freshman. Wow. Really? Yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, we loved giving him a hard time because he ended up winning 100 career matches. Yeah. But, but he had the worst winning percentage of any 100-win <laughs> wrestler in Osage. That, that darn freshman year. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know yeah. but, but, but I do think... And I've seen it over the years. I've seen guys really come on. Yep. Oh yeah, you know. And, and there's some some guys and girls that don't. Uh, it, it takes a certain sport for them to unlock their athleticism. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I I think of a Jordan Lucian from my time back in the day. He was okay. He wasn't outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, but his junior year in basketball, he figured it out, and he was pretty solid football player. Went on to play football or maybe basketball at Central, and was a, a contributor, you know. Um, there, there's a lot of kids that, and I say kids, they're young adults, but there's a lot of them that it doesn't click until their junior year. Halfway through, it's like, oh, that's how my feet work that I've been growing for so long, yep. Yep. you know. They're so, not skis, <laughs> they're feet. So, so yeah. I'm, really, I'm really curious. I mean, our conference has some really standout athletes. Yeah, you know, yep. Ian Collins yep. from Charles City. Oh yeah, yep. you know when he gets healthy, he's he's worth the price of admission. He sure mm-hmm. is. You know, yeah. I mean, you can ask all those people at the state track meet last year, watching him and wherever the other kid was from, I can't remember, right. go back and forth in the high jump where yeah. both of them were down to their last jump at one at one height, and they both made it. It was yeah. it was must see TV. And here's what I love about track and field, and this is really a good a good thing to a good place to bring it up. There's a collegial nature about it. So yes, you want to cheer for your athlete, but when you see a kid doing something amazing, everybody gets excited for that. Right. And that's what's fun. And we yep. see that. I mean, this, the, the, the co-ed meets, uh, or meet that's coming up here on Thursday that we hopefully will get in. We'll see. Yeah. And even the other meets that are coming up. We've got some pretty stellar athletes coming in. Yeah. I know of a UNI recruit coming out in, uh, on the girls' side, coming out of uh, National Plainfield. Um, I can think of a couple of returning uh, state like podium people, like yep. place winners. Yep. Uh, Braxton Stewart out of, out of Walk-On is going to be here. Yep. Uh, Dylan Usher coming back. Yep. There's some outstanding athletes that are going to put up some times and distances uh, that are going to and heights that are going to be fun to watch like you look at that and say that's awesome yep and i'll tell you what i'm even willing to help people understand that i will tell people at that meet that hey that's awesome right i think that's a great thing let's do that yep but anyway but i love the collegial nature of 
of track because yes, you compete hard. Uh, yes, you cheer hard for your people, but it's really easy to stand up and, and, you know, just like they do at the state meet, if you have a four time state winner or a play, uh, winner at, at a track meet, when somebody goes out and runs a four thirty mile, that's impressive. Yeah. Right? Right. You know, and that's one of those things that, I mean, there are people that know track, you know, in every town at every school and stuff, yeah. but there are some that don't, there are some parents that maybe have never been exposed to track before, have never been out to a track meet before. And so they're not going to, they're not going to know the times, right. uh, if they're really good ones or where they rank in in, uh, you know, state placings and stuff like that. So that's, that is a, a good mm-hmm. thing. I'm glad you're going to do that, that you, well, you call that stuff out. And whether it's out at the, at the stadium for that, or whether it's here on this show, you know, I think it's our job to educate sports fans. Right. I really do. Yeah. And, uh, the more we can do that, it becomes more of a vent of, holy cow, I saw something cool rather than a vent of, holy cow, it's really cool and I'm sick of s- sitting on a, on a metal bench. <laughs> yeah. Because let's face it, a lot of parents, is, yes, that's, that's the experience. That's it's like, thing. I hate track season. Yeah. Yep. And I get it. Yep. Until, until you know what you're looking at. Then right. it's like, yep. that's kind of neat. And it is, it, it's, it's interesting. Um, Saturday, was texting back and forth. I sent uh, Scott a thing about uh, a Lisbon kid who jumped 24-5 to break the 1A record. Yes. And then he has to 1-up me. <laughs> a Southeast Polk. Southeast Polk kid. Abu Sama, I think is yeah. his name. Yeah. 24-10. Oh, yeah. There's a chance we're going to see a 25-foot jump. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. Uh, somebody went under 14 in the 110 hurdles. Yeah, the kid from Spirit Lake. Yes. Um, sure. There's the Sioux City North. I can't wait to watch their four by eight team. They they have under, a one. Are they under eight already? They're not really quite there, but they're three. in their individual times, and these are all indoors. Yeah. One fifty four, one fifty five, one fifty seven. I mean, they got a guy who's running two oh two. He's the fourth best guy on their team. Yeah. You would take a two oh two guy right now, Pretty wouldn't sure you? Sure, I would. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yep. yep. You know, that would really put you. In, you you'd yeah. be in contention to win a Northeast Iowa championship in the in the eight hundred two minutes and two seconds. Yep. Yeah, you would yep. be close. You yep. know, if not, yeah. depending on the year, that might win it. But outright. but but when you look at the conferences, the kept food from um, Waverly, Waverly. You yeah, know, very yep. good runner. Yep. Collins. I mean, we have some guys. I yep. mean, you know. Yep. I mean, and I mean, we've talked a lot about the guys, but our girls are pretty salty this year, too. Girls are yeah. very good, yes. yes. Yeah, they've mm-hmm. got a chance to, to make some noise, I think, down in state. If they can stay healthy right. and keep everybody going, I think they've got a real shot at making some noise down in state. Well, How important and, is it, though, to get meets in? I mean, I know Jeanette Lowers is the girls' coach, yep. and, and I, I talked to her on Sunday about why they're going to St. Ansgar. They well, just yeah, haven't just had trying to get, it, get into a meet, but, yeah. But besides just putting times up i mean what what in your mind do you get from a meet that you can't get in practice so there there's two parts to this i want to circle back around to something you asked before about how you get kids excited Mm -hmm. uh, for track and field but i'll I'll answer this one first so after so i think jeanette had the girls had two indoor meets they had the warburg invite middle of march and then they had the northeast iowa indoor over decor the week after that and they haven't ran outside they haven't ran a meet except for our scrimmage with Turkey Valley. That's the only outdoor experience they've had. So I think the girls are getting, I mean, I would be too. They're getting anxious to run. They want to just get out there and run, see what their times are going to be, see what their distances are going to be, and then they can start comparing, and then they can start putting teams together, different relay teams. You know, if there's certain girls that just jump out of, you know, jump out of the, you know, clear blue sky and run a really fast 200 or have a great 3,000, they want to put them in those races after that, you know, just see how they keep improving. Because that's the thing, the kids... 
you asked about how it's how how kids can believe that if they're not real strong or not real fast in ninth and tenth grade, how do you keep them believing? How do you keep them out for that and interested in track? And what I've learned is you've got to measure and time everything. Mm-hmm. We do that in practice. We we start we started doing uh, ten meter fly times this year. We started doing forty meter dash times. Uh, we do this bounding exercise where we see we take six big jumps, see how far we go. And not all of it is is equivalent to an event in track, like in the events that we run, but it's something that the kids can see, you know, especially if you take it from when they're freshmen all the way up to when they're seniors. Oh, yes. God, you ran this when you were a freshman. Right. Mm-hmm. You ran this when you were a senior. See how much faster you got? And it's, that's the only way I think you can make them kind of believe and show them that they're progressing. Right. Well, yeah. And, and for one, you're not dealing with a fully developed prefrontal cortex, so they don't exactly <laughs> understand the logic. They don't follow and track the logic that we do as adults. <clears throat> Um, but I think it's human nature. If you don't see progress on something, you're like, well, am I just beating my head against the wall here? Yes. Yep. And, and so, I, yeah, anytime you can show anybody for that matter, whether it's a weight loss program or a track program progress, uh, it, you're going to breed more success yes. out of that. Yep. No doubt. Yep. So it's, it's, it's a thing to try to find creative, fun ways to get those tougher practices in to get them in better shape, to get them a little bit faster, right. a little bit stronger so they can finish at the end of an 800, stuff like that. Yeah. That's kind of one of the track coach challenges. Um, when, when, you're, when you're running through hard practices and you don't have any meets, mm-hmm. that's a tough thing to do. Sure. So I think Jeanette does a really good job of doing that with the girls, keeping, keeping practices fun, keeping mm-hmm. her girls interested, and making it so that the other kids that aren't out hear stories. Oh, we did this at track today. And yeah, absolutely. raise their eyebrows and huh, maybe I'll try that. I did, I did have a conversation with Jeanette last week that I have to show. She was saying how they took a day. I think it was the the, the Waverly Cohen meet was called off. The person she goes, yeah. well, we went to Waverly to swim, and I go yeah. indoors, correct? <laughs> she, she goes, yes, Bob. <laughs> you know, so you know, but if you can. You know, I'm really hoping that something changes between now and Thursday, and all of a sudden it's going to be. I, I take fifty. Yeah, I you would know, too. Absolutely, because we do have a. Win. I mean, uh, Turkey Valley comes to this meet. Yeah. You know, Jalissa Burn is is Jalissa Blazik. Blazik. Yep. Yes, thank you. Um, is, that's about the closest they get to a home meet, right? Yeah, is us. You know, and she's with. Watching. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, yep. she can run anything from a 200 to a two mile. Yep. Kenzie, Kenzie Felsky down at National Plainfield as a sprinter is, is great. Right there. Great. Yep. You know, so there's going to be a lot of good races. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and um, now if it's really blowing 50 <clears throat> miles an hour out of the West, unfortunately, there's no way to make a hundred work unless you had them run across the run field. Across, yeah. yeah. That run yeah. back into it. Yeah. Yep. So. Yep. We'll run diagonal. Now, but you know, I, one thing I really wish we could do, and it, it's, it's tough for all of it. Uh, I would love to see more people jump in and get, get involved in these meets or, or any, any events. I mean, they're, they're always looking for people, but I mean, there was, I used to work a lot of meets up in Decor when I was in, in college, especially. Yep. And you, you kind of develop this camaraderie, not just with, you know, the teams had it, but like the people working it developed this great camaraderie. You knew what you were looking at. Um, you knew what you were looking for and you, you were darn proud of putting on one heck of a meet. And, uh, and I be- think track is a little different animal. 
Yes. You need a lot of people for almost any kind of event. Right. But track, you really do need yeah. a lot of people. Yep. You, you have to have a couple people for the shot, a couple people for the disc. A couple you need more than one. a couple for those you, to do you it know. right. Um, and I, you need people to watch lanes. You need people to set up hurdles. I mean, there's nothing more disheartening than right. seeing the hurdles take 10 minutes to set up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and uh, and it is fun, you know. And, and um, you know, I think the scariest job at a track meet before we go to break is to pull people who have to run and get the hurdles reset up during the shuttle hurdle. <laughs> yeah, yep. you know, like please God, don't let me trip, don't let me trip, don't let me trip, because you know you don't want to be the one that's like the human game of Frogger. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, and that's the thing is like you, you can't really do a meet with one lane one set of judges in the exchange zones right like two people it, you can't do that right, right. you know right. you're you gonna do it right you, you need, need eight right. minimum you know. you re- to do it right you need eight yeah. to do it a field event right you know the throws you probably need four right if not five so i mean if there's anybody interested i can tell you right now call the uh the activities office and they'll they will gladly Put you to work, and uh, honestly, or talk to co- Coach Fer- uh, not for well him too, but Coach him too, yeah. Coach Jenkins right here. And I'll He'll put this spot for I'll you. put this plug in right now. We are hoping to host the district track meet next year, which would be and we equivalent. are hosting conference. Yes, we will host conference next year. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to host districts. That's the equivalent of districts in wrestling when mm-hmm. the whole gym is packed. Right. You'll see this whole stadium packed here, and to run that meet. I think I saw the state recommends you have 50 workers. Oh. Every bit, everything every bit of like that. you should. Yes. yes. When we come back, yeah. we're going to talk about how we can host this district meet or why we can host this district meet. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so let's take a break. You got it. And uh, when we come back, we're going to make him stay the whole show. Yes. <laughs> He's good. <laughs> Better than us. <laughs> back after this. Bob, I am so glad that we're keeping Scott Jenkins around because, like, he's carrying the show for us right now. <laughs> Thank God. I mean, it just – we know what happens when the, the two of you us – You know, we probably should have had him help us pick the NCAA bracket. Yeah, let's go. Easy, easy money? compared to our bracket. <laughs> yeah, you, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, they're uh, – speaking of mutton, no. <laughs> uh, there's something going on out at the track, though, uh, that is kind of a big deal. Yes. And I'd love to hear about it. Okay. So uh, probably back at the beginning of December, I think. Actually, this has been we've been talking about this. We being me, uh, Coach Lowers, some of the people at school, have been kind of commenting on the, the look and the wear and tear that the track has been you know, sure. dealing with over the last few years. And it's just, it's because it's, I think this is tw- yeah, 17, 17 years, it, 18 yeah. years, something yeah. like that. I think this track was poured in. Oh four, so eighteen years maybe mm-hmm. yeah, that since they poured right. this this topping on this track, and uh, they're starting to get to be some cracks and there's some some unevenness, especially coming down the home stretch to the point where most people would be thinking, yeah, oh, there's no way a kid's going to get hurt. But when a kid's flying along or when they're hurtling or something like that, if they land wrong in one of those divot kind of spots, I mean, that's easily a, a you know a torn ACL or right. an old ankle, something yeah. like that. So. Those two things, I mean, it would just feel better, I think, if we had a different covering or recovered that right. track. So, well, you um, have to do that. Those are not you do. permanent structures. They don't last forever. That's right. It's right. Gotta, yep. 
It's so, like anything. Yeah. You know, sometimes you got to put new shingles on the roof. Yeah. No. That's exactly right. Fair wear and tear. So, so um, how, how far along in the process are we for making that happen? So we actually went in front of the school board. Um, there was money allocated by the school, I think, to the tune of around $100,000, right. I think. And to resurface the whole track and the long jump runways, I think, was going to be about $204,000. So we were told we had to come up, we being um, the track coaches, we put together a track fundraising committee of some interested parents from around town. And we basically, it was kind of a grassroots thing where we went out. There was three guys in particular um, that went out and went to all the businesses in town and said, hey, you know, we need some help. We need to do this up at the track. Um, and we need a little bit of fundraising help to be able to do this. Uh, those people, uh, the people on the committee were able to raise $184,000. That's outstanding. To be able to do that. And that's all from people here in town. The businesses here in town are people or businesses that are connected to New Hampton. So basically what's happening, you can correct me if I'm wrong. The school is taking care of the track. Yes. Um, but the board basically said the once you will this yep. committee will have to take care of and the wants include um one one thing that i doesn't really have anything to do with the track but we will have a sidewalk going to the visiting side yes oh that'll yep. be nice which will be really nice um we're expanding the the the, the beginning entry. of the of the start yeah, yeah the entry the entry point it's basically where kids will go check in mm -hmm. at a big meet it's on the south side of the, the southeast side Sorry. of the track right yep and then uh, moving the high jump inside the stadium because the high jump now is kind of like, out of uh, the back forty, kind yeah, of almost. Yes, you know, yes. it's, it's way back in that southwest corner where it's it's hard for parents. It's it's sometimes it's hard for kids that haven't been there before. They don't even know where it's at because right. it's back yeah, in that so, corner. So it's going to be it's going to be a, a really nice project. Now yeah. none of this is happening right now. No. Um, when will it take? I think uh, they're supposed to come in in August okay. and tear up, tear off the old topping, um, check to make sure I think they're going to re-level or skim over some of the tops of the asphalt that's below that and then re-top it again, put the painting on, and voila, we'll be done. So, and, and, and the good news is, now, this was the year New Hampton was going to host the conference meeting. Alphabetical order, we were supposed to, yes. Yeah, but what, so how did that transpire? Because we're not hosting it this no. year. Uh, I think Waverly stepped up and said that they would host it. We we could have hosted it, um, but I think we wanted to put on a better show. We wanted to show off our new track when we did host it. So right. uh, Waverly went ahead, stepped up, and said that they would take it this year. Because they would be next in the... No, actually, walk on. They actually, would, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. I'm not exactly sure how all that played out, but okay. that Waverly did. Waverly did take it. So sure. Um, so next year, 2023, we will be the host. Well, I want to come back to this NEIC thing because apparently there's something going on there. But I look at this and say this is an investment. The yes. school is making an investment and our local community has made an investment. Yep. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of different things we're trying to make investments right now. This thing can pay off a little bit. Yes. And then, again, going back to let's get some people out there to help out with this thing. And I don't mean monetary. I mean work in the – you talked about hosting a district meet. Yep. We are – We're in a great position. We are in a great position in the state – and we now have the facilities both at our track and with our gym yep. to be able to host a lot of state-level events, yep. and that means money in your community. Yep. 
this could be a really good, and it is, not could be, it is a good investment. Yep. And uh, I'm so proud, and, and uh, I don't want to say so proud of selling Paul Rhodes. Uh, I'm very excited for it, though, because yeah. it's, it's great to see that. And uh, it, kudos, it, it, man, kudos. Here's, here's the thing. At a district, me, the state takes most of the gate money. It really does. It does. Yes. But, boy, attract me is a concession stand gold mine. Yeah. It is. It and really attract me like that. Yeah, because yep. it'll start at four and it'll get over about 10. And everybody wants to come to that one because it's a placing event. Right. You, you, you would uh, finish in the top two or top eight in the state at that one. You advance, like you're advancing on to the next thing. Right. That's a big right. deal. Yep. And let's face it, there's going to be some restaurants in town. There's going to be some gas sold in town. Right. There's going to yep. be some other things bought in town. Right. You know, so I mean, it, it, it will bring people to our community and... Man, I, I'm I'm very excited for those things. So, now I'm glad we have the conference meet in 2023. Yeah, why is that? Because as you know, I mean we're we're in the middle of of realignment, realignment. <laughs> uh, uh, maybe I guess you really couldn't say the middle yet because we're not there. We are at the beginning of the something's going to happen. Of the most beginning significant of the, <laughs> of the, uh, of the, the kind the, of yeah. the most significant realignment we've seen in high school conferences in Northeast Iowa, and it's having ripple effects all the way across right. the state. So, yeah. so, so, real a quick update. Um, last month, the uh, late February, actually, the Upper Iowa Conference invited ten schools mm-hmm. um, to jo- to uh, join to apply upper. for. Basically invited them to apply to to join the Upper Iowa. Right. And they're all over the board. Right. Everybody from Riceville to New Hampton, Crestwood, and walk on from the uh, Osage. Now, I I think the Upper Iowa realizes we're not going to get all 10. Oh, absolutely. Um, You know, but there there is a a later development in that... um, Well, let's face it. New Hampton, walk on, and... Crestwood. Crestwood. That's a very attractive offer for them right. because the NEIC lost all lunch. You're down to six teams. Scheduling is difficult. And who only knows what happens going forward? They have a legit reason to look at the Upper Iowa Conference and say, you know, that could be stable for us for a long time. We don't have to worry about this anymore. Um, so that, that that's fine for people here in New Hampton. That's fine for the walk-ons. It's fine for Crestwood. Who is it not fine for? Decorah, Charles City, Waverly, Shellrock. And of that, Decorah's probably in the worst, not because nobody would take them, but because there's nobody close to them. It's right. the UIC and the NEIC up here. There's nothing else. Right. And, and so what happened last week is that um, the Northeast Iowa Conference superintendents voted 5-1 to one, mm-hmm. um, to have Waverly, to, to remove Waverly, Shellrock. Now, let's talk about why why kick Waverly Shellrock out so it doesn't just look like a bullying session where five people schools well, ganged up on one. The big thing is Waverly Shellrock has just gotten so much bigger right. than, than, Enrollment-wise. Than, than everybody else. Right. So the, the state uses the enrollment for 9 to 11 this year for next year's classification. Right. Those numbers just came out. And to give you an example... Waverly Shellrock is closer to Mason City in size than it is to Decoil, which is the second biggest school right. in the conference. Yep. Right. It's double New Hampton, Crest, New Hampton and Wacom, yep. and almost, almost, almost Crestwood. Yep. Right. You know, so, you know, you, you 
competed in the NEIC. You competed yes. in the NEIC. I know the NEIC pretty well. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, um, so I, I'm curious from your standpoint, you know, the logic behind going to five teams is that the NEIC would be more attractive to others. Well, it, they, if they go to five teams, technically they have to have six in the conference according to their bylaws and constitution. Right. But like you said, they're more attractive to other schools if Waverly Shell Rock's not there. And so, you know, the early targets right now are Osage, uh, Sumner so Fredericksburg, and I think Oline would right. consider it. You know, and I think there's a legit shot that all of them would, would consider it. Now, Osage, I've heard from a lot of people. We know some guy in Osage named Nolan, and he talks to me about this pretty much every day. Uh, and we have great conversations about it. Um, the ripple effect here is Rockford is kind of pushing to upend some of the top of Iowa oh, conference. Yeah. And uh, they're looking, honestly, to do the same thing with Osage. They, they want to get Osage out of the top of Iowa conference because they are so much bigger, about 40% bigger than all the other schools. Right. Um, so Osage has a decision to make on, well, what do we do? Do we ride the wave with the TIC and see what happens? Do we go to the Northeast Iowa, which for them competitively would be a really good fit? Do they go to the Upper Iowa? But distance-wise, that's not ideal. That's the other, the other side of that. And then, of course, you've got Forest City and somebody else over on the western side there uh, in the uh, TIC West that's basically in strong talks to go to the NCC, which would be like Clear Lake and those guys. So, I mean, this is having a ripple effect across the state. And a lot of people know about the NEIC Upper Iowa stuff uh, here. And the people over west didn't really know about the UIC Upper Northeast Iowa stuff. But over here, they don't know about the top of Iowa NCC stuff going on. Right, right. The WAMAC gets brought into this. The MVC, the Iowa Alliance, we are talking about about half the state uh, here having some major changes to the, to the conferences. So my question to you guys, being NEIC guys mm -hmm. from different schools, sure. um, would you rather stay in the NEIC or do you think it's just time to pack it up and go into the Upper Iowa? You want to go I'll first? You want, you, I'll let you yeah. go first. Yes. Uh, personally, I would, and this isn't a nostalgia thing. Mm -hmm. I think competitively and distance-wise for New Hampton, just looking at New Hampton, a Northeast Iowa conference with the eight schools we talked about, the, the, the remaining five plus the three that have been kind of talked targeted about. and talked yeah. about, I think would be a good conference. I think it would be competitive. And the other thing, and here's my other thing about the NEIC. Not only is it the the competition, yes, it's the oldest conference in the state. We we know that, and in, for nostalgia's sake, there's that. It's got a really good music program as far as all, their uh, all conference music festivals and whatnot. But what people don't realize is that academically, the NEIC is a leader in the state, in that our our academic people get together and talk and share stuff and make each other stronger. And I don't know that every other conference does that. And so that alone for me is a big piece here uh, so that we have the best ideas in Northeast Iowa getting shared. So we're, we're bringing everybody up. Right. And so that, that alone for me is the biggest reason why I'd like to see the NEIC stay. If it can't, the Upper Iowa Conference is the way to go for, for New Hampton at least. So what do you think, Scott? So I'm kind of in the same boat. I'm I'm a little more nostalgic about it. I've always loved having the NAICB, the conference that I've basically known my whole life. Yeah. Um, and 
I, I didn't know that about the, the, the academic side or and the a lot of extracurricular don't. side other than uh, sports. You know, yeah. I didn't a, know that. A lot of people you know, don't. We're that, educating. Right. <laughs> the stuff that, that Decora can bring, the stuff that Cresco can bring. I mean, the stuff that all of those schools can bring together that way is just, that's, that's amazing to me. So mm-hmm. uh, on the sports side of things, yeah, I don't want to. I'd like to keep the NEIC together. But even more so, I don't want to be sit, I don't want to be doing musical chairs and be caught right. without a chair. So if whatever's going to be the most stable, for right? Is what and I that's, say to me, I mean, I think the UIC is the safer bet. Um, I guess we just have to it, it, without knowing what Osage is thinking, and I don't know right. all of that stuff. What Osage, what Sumner Fred, what Old Wine is thinking? I hear stuff, but you know, obviously nothing's right. on record. So right. Yeah, we need to kind of make up our minds, I guess, sooner than later and have a, you know, a, a point of, you know, a line that once we cross that, we got to make up our mind right, right now. And I think that, so Bob, kind of talk about the timeline for that decision. I, so, I, I, I granted you got to, you're speculating a little bit here, but you uh, kind of know. I, I know a few things. The, the big thing is with this five to one vote, that doesn't mean Waverly's out. Yeah, it's got to okay. be voted on again. So the school board, now they have to take it back to the school boards. Yep. Yeah, in in my opinion, I think that it has to be done this month. I agree um, because the UIC has put a deadline of June first, right? But uh, for applications, yep. correct? You know, and and I think the UIC wants to see what they're going to get first. It, right. it, if they only get the three large schools, they might not invite them. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, I I, th- I think it's a little misnomer that yes, we. we We've been invited to apply. Right. Not we invited not to join. Yeah, invited, very good point. You know, so um, my gut feeling uh, as a reporter, as, as somebody who know, I think has a pretty good idea is, is that something will happen this summer. Yes. Um, and, and we'll know. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I think there's a lot of misinformation out there a little bit. New Hampton brought up the resolution to remove Waverly Shell Act. Right. It's an enrollment issue, and that is it. Right. This you is, know, yes, Waverly Shell Rock has had its reputation. Yes, but, there's been incidences. But you know what? That's not what's going on every here. Every school it's in not, the conference has had some kind of reputation. That is correct. Right. You know, and, and we've, and, had our, we've had ours. We've had ours. So, um, you know, I, I, it is an enrollment issue. Yes. Um, part of the problem is there's just not that many schools in our area this size, right? You know, yep. and and uh, well, and, yeah, we used to and, all and be three schools. Right. We're right in the middle. Oh yeah, you know, yep. I mean, I complain about the trip to walk on. My walk on friends, you know, we're the <laughs> closest trip for them. Right, you exactly, know? right, you know? exactly. So, yep. so definitely something to keep an eye on, and I think we'll even by next month at this time we're going to have a good idea of what's going on. I agree. I agree. Scott, thank you. Thank you so for much. coming in and saving our show this week. Um, you guys are too kind. Thanks for yeah, the yeah. Thank, and, thanks for the opportunity. And get to talk. the weather machine working. Yes. <laughs> Tell me about it. I know. <laughs> All right, we got to take a break. We'll come back and wrap things up right after this. Fenske, what a show. Oh, my Lord. It's always good to have Scott here. Yes, it is. He does yeah. a great job. And if only we could record the parts or share the parts that we say off the air. Yeah, we probably wouldn't be on the air. No, we wouldn't be. It'd be our last show. It'd be a great finale. But uh, either way, great to have Scott. Thank you to him again for having or for coming and joining us. And uh, yeah, good stuff. And of course, our sponsors can't do this without them. 
And, uh, you know, got to have all the listeners. Thank you to you. Without you, we'd just be talking to ourselves. Well, having Scott talk, which wouldn't be so bad, but, you know, yes. You know. That's true. That's true. <laughs> hey, um, we'll be back in two weeks. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm working on some guests. I don't know if it's going to work out, but I'm working on them. Yeah, you might have to because that, that next uh, – I'll probably have to call you from beautiful Boulder, Colorado. Uh, we could maybe – We'll see. We'll yeah, see. Maybe. Only if you put no on the phone. Too. <laughs> okay, <laughs> then we we'll bring have... Scott in. And maybe we should bring Jenkins back. You know, actually, that will be very close to the four-year anniversary. Of what? Of when Noah tried to kill you. That's true. That is true. <laughs> we'll tell that story the next time. But uh... Sounds good. <laughs> okay, right. we'll have... see you in a couple of weeks. See you, everybody. Have a good one.